0: But good morning, ladies and gentlemen. How are we? I'm having a beautiful day today. Oh, my days! I got my best OZA driver back on the firm with me. The muck's going down just like it should do. Two trucks running, absolutely full bore. Roller walloping it down. Oh, we are living the fucking dream. I tell you, getting it done, smashing it out. We're getting towards the end of the project. Could not be happier at this moment. But there's something I want to have a chat about today. No, not the catastrophe that is Afghanistan. We've already been there. We'll have another chat about that because um, I've got another message about my podcast. I only uploaded several hours ago now. Um, But no, what I want to talk about now is... um, I just happened upon a post on Instagram where people are busy berating... An agency dump truck driver for ripping the tailgate off a um, off a dump truck. Demolition site. Give you a little bit of a backstory on it because you can get most of this from the um, from the post. Picture speaks for itself. Demolition site. Obviously a demolition site. Rebar. Big lumps of concrete with lumps of rebar in it. And uh, dump truck there. Tailgate all smashed up, hanging off on one side. Agency drivers, eh? Oh, no. No. No, you see, now the blame for that lies solely with the foreman and supervisors, managers today. Now, um, I've had a bit of experience, if you're a regular listener, you'll know all about my woes with agencies and agency drivers. And I've had a little bit of an epiphany, had a little bit of a, a change of mindset, if you like. And when I see things like this, and I see people berating agency drivers, I always now think when I see these kinds of things, I always kind of think, well, this is where my mindset has changed. In that, A, you've made everyone self-employed, which means you've made them literally scared to speak out against the practices that are occurring on site. Because they know if they speak out, they get punned off down the road so you've compromised safety I also think that where the agency bum in a seat model has been adopted by so many people because they have no people management skills they've got no workmanship management skills they've got no project management skills and they just ring an agency and grab a body when they need one, because they can't plan anything. That's become a very common mindset. That is just ridiculous. And then you've got the absolute catastrophe that is supervision on site today. you don't find this on my side, you don't find this on my jobs, why not? Because basically I I have to treat them like children. It's my name on the paperwork, it's my reputation at stake. I have to treat these guys like children. I have to assume that they know nothing when they come to me because invariably many of them have ended up in the construction industry because no other industry is paying very well. Pay rates have been static for years now while the cost of living rises. So some people are looking to the construction industry as a means of earning more money. Which is fine, you know, that's, that's good for everyone. You know, brings new people into the industry. But it also brings these problems to the forefront of people that don't know anything. And we've got problems with companies that point blank refuse to take people on and train them. companies that barely pay a living wage to these guys if they do go on the books with a red card or if they do try and get training, if they do try and better themselves if they do try to enter the industry you've got companies that are still paying sub £10 an hour in places you've got companies that are barely paying £11 an hour cards in places. Now take a moment to think about that. That sounds like a lot of money doesn't it? But really it's not because minimum wage, minimum wage is almost £9 an hour and you can earn minimum wage flipping burgers in Burger King, spitting on the onion rings with no outlay on a ticket No heavy transport costs to whatever site you might or might not be working on. No PPE that you've got to find for yourself. Comfortable boots, waterproof jackets, high-vis vest, nice comfortable hard hats that don't grate your ear holes. You've got to find all these as a self-employed contractor. Public liability insurance, yes I did have. When I was self-employed I had insurance. All of these things have to be paid for. And they have to be paid for out of that hourly rate. And because we've gone down the road of grab a body off an agency when we need one, massive plant hire firms, nationwide, that can hire you a machine literally cheaper than you can buy one, as a contract. You know, it begs the question of, what direction is the industry going? See, this isn't really my job. My job is to sit in this big old digger, dig holes. This, what I'm talking about now, is the job of the Construction Industry Training Board. This is what they need to be thinking about. They need to be talking to people about these things. Not me. But, if I have to pick up the slack, I have to pick up the slack. Because that accident, that failure, in my mind, is purely down to Improper supervision. How can I say that? How can I deduce that from a picture? How can I deduce that from a picture? How? How? Think about that for a moment. How can I make such a bold, sweeping statement from only having seen a picture? You want to know, don't you? You're dying to know. Well, it's quite simple. Buck stops here. It's your job as the supervisor, as the foreman, as the manager, as the site agent, to ensure that everybody knows what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how they are supposed to do it. Operations like loading lumps of concrete with rebar in, it should be written into the rams that they are not to be moved by dump trucks with tailgates. It should be written into the rams. That that should be obvious to somebody like me. Because I've been doing this a while. I know what this is. But then we have to factor in the labour shortage that we've had. How pay rates have jumped and spiked in order to attract new entrants into the industry. So now we're dealing with lots of new entrants with no experience driving heavy plant and machinery on site. when that happens you need the best supervision you need the best of the best to ensure that the people working for you are competent and if they're not competent you need to help to train them to become competent that's right that's right you actually have to do something Not just sit in your office drinking posh coffee, eating nice biscuits. Because we are talking about lives at stake. Now that's not me being hyperbolic. That's me telling you point blank, flat out, these machines can kill people if operated inappropriately. They can kill other people if operated inappropriately. If you're a main contractor, why are you you letting your supervisors and your managers take risks with other people's lives? Don't you feel some kind of responsibility? And if not, why not? In my mind, that foreman should have been sacked on the spot. The machine drivers should have been reprimanded, and they should be used as a learning experience for them. But that mach- that foreman in charge of those machine drivers, whether they be dump truck drivers, 360 drivers, loading shovel drivers, track excavator drivers, bulldozer drivers, the gate man, the cleaning lady, is ultimately responsible for what happened that day. Now, if you think I'm wrong and tell me. Hit me up. Nigel Williams, 78 on the Instagram. Come and tell me why I'm wrong if you think I'm wrong. And if you think I'm right, come and tell me some of your stories. My hours and ears are always open. Take care folks. Bye bye.